The Mahabharata of Srila Vyasadeva, translated by Sripad Krishnadharmadas. Chapter 1 Birth of the Kuru Elders. Ambika peered curiously into the mirror as her maidservants finished adorning her in preparation for the nuptial bed. She had lost none of her beauty despite her months of mourning. Her skin was flawless and white as milk. Curling jet black hair framed her oval face. Bow-like eyebrows arched over her black eyes, which curved like two lotus petals. No wonder Vichitravirya had been so enamored of her, rarely leaving her side. While he was alive, her maidservants had adorned her each evening, just in case her lord had desired to approach her. As Ambika again put on her ornaments and fine dress, her mind drifted sadly back to the days she had spent with her husband. After having lain in that great hero's powerful arms, how strange to now be preparing to meet another man. Ambika balked at the prospect, and she felt herself growing increasingly restless. She dismissed the maidservants as they fussed around her. She needed to be alone to think. When Vichitravirya had died in such an untimely way, she had wanted to ascend his funeral pyre and follow him to the heavens. She could not imagine living without him. But Satyavati, the queen mother, had restrained her. She still had a duty to perform. Despite the fact that they had enjoyed so much pleasure together, after seven years of marriage they had not produced a child. Without leaving an heir, the king was guilty of neglecting a prime duty. How then would he be able to reach the higher regions? Satyavati had convinced Ambika and her co-wife, Ambalika, to stay and fulfill their husband's duty, and thereby secure the welfare of his soul. The scriptures allowed that in times of emergency, a man's elder brother could conceive children in his wife if he was unable. This was such an emergency. Ambika suddenly felt more peaceful. Her union with Bhishma would not be a betrayal of the love she felt for her husband, but a service to him and to the kingdom. She stopped her restless pacing and lay down on the ivory bed in bashful anticipation. Bhishma was a powerful and righteous man. Who better to sire the future king? She should ensure that he felt completely honored by her. There was a knock at the door. Ambika looked up shyly. The door opened and a tall man entered. Ambika's blood turned cold. This was not Bhishma. There in her bedchamber stood a wizened, ugly, and filthy ascetic. His matted locks hung around his gaunt face, and he stared at her with fierce eyes. His teeth were only slightly less black than his complexion. Around his waist was a soiled loincloth, his only garment. His hairy body was encrusted with dirt. Without any delay, he came toward her and sat by her side. She instantly recoiled from the foul stench emanating from his body. Who was this person? She knew of no brother-in-law other than Bhishma. She prayed to the gods that she might lose consciousness, for how could she endure this fearful man's touch? As he put his hands on her dress... She closed her eyes, barely able to repress her urge to scream. Satyavati blamed herself. If it had not been for her father's greed, 
Hastinapur would not be in such a precarious situation now. Here sat the powerful Bhishma, son of the goddess Ganga. There was no greater hero on earth. As the eldest son of the righteous king Shantanu, he was the natural heir to Hastinapur's throne. But the kingdom's good fortune had been thwarted by her foolish father on her behalf. She could still vividly picture the events. It had seemed to be like any other day. She was sitting by the river's edge, waiting to row travelers across. Her father, leader of the fishermen, had given her that duty, so she would gain the religious merits born of service to travelers. On this particular day, however, the emperor of the world, the mighty Shantanu, had been hunting in the nearby forests and was seduced by the alluring fragrance that emanated from her body.